Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. The man who has anticipated the coming of troubles takes away their power when they arrive. Seneca I saw it again, my fellow Stoics. I saw another post online recently saying that Stoics don't feel anything. That Stoics push down their emotions or are completely void of them. This is but a typical stereotype. And for good reason. That's how stereotypes are built, right? They are indeed have some form of truth. And from the outside, it does look like Stoics don't have emotion or avoid them. But what people from the outside don't entirely understand is that as Stoics, we choose to harness those emotions to build virtuous lives. We take an active approach to controlling our emotions with logic and reason. And we've learned from psychology that the mind will protect itself at all costs. This is the goal of the virtue wisdom. You attain more wisdom and we've gained so much. So it makes sense that we also look to psychology. But anyway, our mind makes up false ideas as well making you overthink into depression or subconsciously taking actions that will otherwise prove your mind correct. So to be ahead of the game, we have to rationalize with our emotions, logically test our mental impressions, being free of passion, as to say, feeling too much. And here's the thing with emotions. We should know and understand our capability of great evil as a response to our emotions and to under but this will help us understand our capability for greatness and this distinction is important because harnessing your emotions allows us to understand that we can in fact choose to continue the path of emotional responses and in many cases we cause great harm or we can choose to build instead. And it's far more difficult to build. That takes time and enormous effort, especially depending on what you choose to build. Riding on your emotions is so simple, so easy. Many times making decisions based on your emotions calls for blame and sulking. I mean, there's a reason why in the court of law, when you attack and accidentally uh, kill someone, out of an emotional response. That's called the crime of passion. And it's called that way because you fell too deep into your passion and took the hardest decision, or what should I say, easiest decision to make end of that uh, negative emotional response. But this does not empower you, though. This makes you weak and susceptible for control. Epictetus once said, he who controls your emotions becomes your master. 
And something to remember as a practicing Stoic is this. First, understand your emotions are normal and natural. They are part of the human experience. But when faced with a bump in the road or a challenge, ask yourself, will this emotional response benefit the resolve? And then ask yourself, what can I do in this moment to get the best outcome? That's how you begin to rationalize with yourself, with your, imagine, with your emotional psyche. So let's take an example of someone hurting your feelings. doesn't matter what happened, but let's use that as an example. Now, don't forget, the emotional response is fine. In fact, it's okay to bring up your emotional response as a reason for attempting to resolve the issue. However, explain how this affects you. Don't use the effect as a way to resolve. This is choosing to build or fix with that individual instead of continuing to destroy the relationship. Your emotions are your responsibility. Yes, they may be caused by other people, but it is then your responsibility to control them. Resolve the issue with that person. The issue, not the emotion. Don't resolve the emotion. Remember, by resolving the issue, does the resolve of the emotion naturally follow? Then it goes without question that it was never the emotion to resolve. It was the issue. This is why when resolving conflict or any issues, using emotion to attempt to resolve it will never truly resolve the issue. This way of thinking can go many ways. Someone is not acting in your favor, or a client is reacting negatively with you, or a turn of events ends sour. In a way, we start to see that, the, that most of these things we wish we would be in our control. Ah, and there it is. Control. Humans want to be in control of their lives. For their lives to go in our favor, the way we wish them to go. But we have to remember that this is an irrational thing. I think it was uh, Epictetus also said, if you were a dog being tied to a carriage, you can choose to be distraught and angrily tugging at the, at the rope tied to your neck, but you'll be sad and disappointed throughout the entire journey. But instead, you can choose to just enjoy the ride. That's life. Life will go whatever direction it wants it to go. You can do as much as you can in your actions in the present moment, but what happens after that is completely out of your control. So when things happen that are outside of control, why do we wish to have more control? We don't have to say it or think it outright for our minds to desire it um, either. We react emotionally, as in disappointed, angrily, scared, hesitantly, rashly. And I'm speaking more about negatives, right? So let's use an example of controlling our emotions for good. In other ways, like a fire breaking out in the home, it can cause you to jump into action or turn in fear. That, and if you choose to be 
to jump into action, that being courageously going in to save whoever is in the home. While we can't control the events or people, uh, but the contrast between the examples of individuals and the fire burning is that that's involving control is this. Emotion must be controlled to have the best outcomes. The fire, for example. If you chose to spend the time freaking out about the fire, you wouldn't give yourself enough time to think wisely and calculate the risk to choose courage to run in and save whoever is in the, the burning building. Remember how I mentioned there, wise and calculating. That's what courage is. Bravery is different. Bravery is running in, not understanding the risk. That's bravery. Not understanding the consequences. That is bravery. Courage, though, utilizes wisdom and calculation. So remember that. Don't use that as an example to just run into burning buildings. <laughs> and again, but this is choosing to build. And more specifically, build a courageous person with yourself. For yourself. So you may react positively, and in this case, to save another human. The desire for control of outcomes is irrational. But the desire to control our emotions will only make us wiser in making the best decisions moving forward. And remember, we hold more power to build with rational responses rather than emotional ones. It takes more effort, more time, and requires mental resilience to not allow those emotions to destroy you or hinder your development. This is how you harness your emotions, by allowing yourself to feel and then choosing the appropriate reaction to build, to build a better person for yourself. This is how you harness your emotions. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out some Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on the path to sagehood. Thank you.